There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good morning and welcome in. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander. Wow, that scared me. I didn't realize that the giant crane was behind me like that. Yeah, we got a it's a wild morning. You missed it. It, it literally just flew into the camera you, shop. You know what, though? I'm glad you just I'm glad you mentioned it because I feel like I'm the only person that freaks out when that happens. Because yes, it looks like there's someone levitating behind us when they're always on the what are they, the cher- cherry pickers? Yes, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Scissor lifts? Scissor lifts. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, I feel a little awkward today. So we got a good show for you, by the way. Uh, John Hasbauer is going to be with us in about 10 minutes. We're going to talk a lot about what we're going to see over the Open Championship later this weekend. Will Hill, Beeson contributor, up in 30 as we talk Major League Baseball card today. Mike Pritchard going to hit the National Football League, of course, with Pritch at the top of the next hour. And Kelly and I are going to have our Open Championship draft where explain the thought process here. Now, it's not just outrights, correct? Not just outrights. No, we go back and forth. Uh, picking off bets minus 120 is as, as short as you can go. So uh, we'll uh, we'll pick a book. We'll use probably DraftKings golf menu, and we'll uh, just pick whatever bet you want off of there. We're just going to go back and forth for five picks. So we'll I'm put inter- something on the line. I don't know what it is. You still owe me. I you still owe me alcohol. Yeah, so right. we got to get the right. What was that for? I don't remember. Was something it, on Saturday. It was. Yeah, it was something on. Um, was it? Was it a Lakers series? I want to say. Like Lakers yeah, Nuggets. I think it was a Lakers-Nuggets game. Was it Lakers-Nuggets Lakers game, Nuggets right? Game, okay, that yes. might have been it. Yeah, Lakers-Nuggets game. Uh, so, yes, we will get to the bottom of that. Hey, maybe I'll get drunk on the air. You can just buy me drinks, and you, we can do something like that. Yeah, That'll be totally really acceptable. really spice up Friday's show. Uh, yeah. Isaiah eating chicken McNuggets, and, uh, yeah, you just, Yeah, we still got to get to the bottom of that. hammered on, on air. That That's right. Well. <laughs> Both of those things <laughs> will totally go over with the bosses, absolutely. No, I, I, was, I opened up because I feel awkward. Also, because, like... I feel like this is going to be – you ever watch the Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's got the oh, line, yeah. he's like, I wish I wasn't wearing this bleeping shirt kind of deal? <laughs> because it, I feel like it's because it's summer, but I've got, like, my pants on. I've got a long sleeve shirt on. I feel like I'm wearing a lot of clothes today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm wearing a lot. I feel kind of heavy. It feels kind of awkward. It's hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hot. So, man. you know, but – and I got my glasses, which adds to the accoutrements that I'm taking in. But, hey, you know what? We're going to have a good show. I've got to fight through the awkwardness. We're also going to continue our group of five previews as we look at Conference USA. Pretty interesting conference that has two newcomers that aren't eligible to win the conference and yet might actually be pretty good. But we go back to last night because it was a wild night in Major League Baseball. I got to say really quickly before we get to it, too, those who like are like Adam Burke and like Will Hill, I think, does it, too, and, and others, Kelly. You know, over the last, I'd say, like two weeks is the most I've taken in baseball, like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people think this about the NBA too, but it's only 82 games. Dude, grinded through this thing for 162 for each team. Don't oh. know how some of these guys do it. I know, man. It's, 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 right it's insanity. Yep. 
And, like, the games are shorter, and they're more impactful, and they're fun. But, like, bro, when you're at game, like, 42, right, a couple of months ago, <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes, I, how do you I, do I, this? I think you set it up right. I think there's probably a lot of people that feel that way about the NBA and yep. where we're unlike. But, yes, I, I very much enjoy checking in and out of the MLB season, uh, you know, for, for every few days or whatever it might be. But last night was a historic night because how about this? Um, a historic night for offenses where we have, let's see, four separate games ending with both teams scoring at least 10 runs that tied the Major League Baseball record for the most such games in a day. The other two instances came on July 4th and July 9th of 19, or of 1894, excuse me, uh, and a season during which the uh, average team scored 7.38 runs per game in a season that was MLB's second one using the current mound distance of 60 feet, 6 inches. But the present day, the four games that we had, Mets beat the White Sox 11 to 10. You had Arizona and Atlanta in a 16-13 back and forth duel, which we'll get to as well. That was awesome. Um, and if, in that game, by the way, the first time both teams scored 13-plus runs through the first eight innings of a game since the Yankees and Red Sox in that 2019 London series, if you remember, that game was absolutely ridiculous. You had Royals beating the Tigers 11-10. That was a game, and quite a few of these were what they were was like team builds up double digit, you know, big lead. Other team kind of tries to come storming back, doesn't get into it. The two games that were great back and forth affairs were San Francisco, Cincinnati, and then Arizona, Atlanta was absolutely insanity. Uh, but I mentioned that Giants Reds, that was a back and forth affair as well. But how about this? So uh, outside of those four games that we talked about, Kelly, the Dodgers, Guardians, Cubs, and Twins also all scored at least 10 runs, meaning that 12 teams finished the day with run totals in the double digits that set the MLB record within the modern era via the Elias sports bureau through the all-time mark is uh, of 13 teams doing so. And that was July 4th, uh, 1894 that you have up there. And then how about this? It gets even better. So by the way, as we're talking about all these stats and numbers and offense from yesterday, uh, overs nine and six yesterday. So we had 15 games and we had nine and six to the over. So you would think with all these numbers, yeah, that would be you higher. Have more. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Nine and six. What a day, <laughs> which I, I think does speak to, because that is still a winning day and you're still up, but that does speak to again, like how hard this is. These books have a pretty good read on all these games. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm ripping off all of these numbers in terms of like record here, record there, double digit scoring here, double digit scoring there. The fact that you're only nine and six to the over on a day like this is pretty surprising. Yeah, but I bet the alt uh, grand salami hit. That, I was thinking that. I was, I was trying I to go back and see. Alt numbers, right. So. I was trying to go back and see like what the grand salami was yesterday, uh, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't dig it up. I would assume on a day like yesterday it goes over, but you never know. I mean, who knows? Uh, because some of the other games could have held it back. Um, by the way, side note, because just because we talk about the Grand Salami, this is like this. I want to give Steve Fezzik a, a, a really good hat tip because he had one of the smartest notes that I heard and followed during the football season about some of these Grand Salamis. Um, so and we'll keep note of this, but I, just because it's in, I want, I want to get mm -hmm. it out there. Uh, those weeks in football in the NFL where you have like all of those weather games, right? And you're like, hey, man, inclement weather across the country. Really? Well, how do you how do you handle it from a game to game perspective? Fezzik's idea was and it hit that day. Just bet the grand salami under instead yeah, of trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of trying to bet the game by game under, yeah, like, going under on the grand salami would actually just everything you're accounting for. Just take it into that one because there's going to be one or two games that go over, but the games that really go under, you're going to get that. So just that just popped in my head. So. I think that's a really good point. And I, I, I haven't really thought about it that way before, but it's a really good point because how often are we? We're talking about games that are in the Northeast or something like that, right? And we don't really know 
exactly which are going to be impacted when, right? And you always get one of the games that you kind of thought was going to go that way, another game that didn't go that way, whatever. So, yeah, actually, yeah, that is a small. So, write that down for November, December. (laughs) That's right, yeah, make note. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down. So, the other note about all of this, so we're talking about the team. So, again, hey, like most teams, 10-plus runs, single day, all that kind of stuff. This is the first time, yesterday was the first time this season that six players in a day had multiple home runs. The all-time record for that is 10 players. So you had six guys have multiple home run performances. That's wild. You had 13 teams scored 10-plus runs yesterday. And, look, we call these the dog days of summer. Hey, man, air's thinner, ball's flying, whatever you want to attribute to it, the new rules. But all of it came together in one glorious day to give you a high-scoring night in Major League Baseball. It was a fun night. It was cool. Also, the Angels won yesterday, so that was good. <laughs> so you like that, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, these are important. That I'm telling you right now, we're going to talk more about them later because we're going to compare and contrast some make-miss playoffs and all that kind of stuff. Only four and a half games out, and the lineup is actually playing pretty – I don't want to get into it. I just I, – it's not a given. It's not a given that Otani's gone. All right, so with that, I wanted to hit on those really quickly. It was a big one. And as you mentioned, Arizona and Atlanta was awesome. Uh, that game was incredible in terms of that back-and-forth affair. The fact that there were – it looked like a, ba- a basketball game. Lead changes, all that kind of stuff. It was a brilliant game. But Arizona, who couldn't buy a hit up in Toronto, all of a sudden came to life yesterday against the D-backs. That pregame total, and this speaks to what we're talking about, too. Look, you had 29 total runs. This is a pregame total of 10.5. So there was an indication that this thing was going to be a pretty high-scored affair, and that ultimately ended up being the case. But the D-backs closed plus 165. They get the outright win, and the game sails over the total there. But this game was freaking awesome. I uh, got to watch a good chunk of that, as well as the late game between the Yankees and the Angels, and I was keeping an eye on Brewers Phillies, which, by the way, Brewers put up a good fight, couldn't get uh, runners in, and, of course, ended up losing that one 4-3. That was a bet that I had yesterday. So with that, a little bit of news from yesterday after we got off the air, because Daryl Morey did have some media availability. We wanted to hit on this because this is, of course, a major story in the National Basketball Association. Uh, we had more insight onto what Maury wants to do with James Harden, and it ties into a betting market moving a little bit. Uh, but here's a quote from Maury in media availability yesterday. Quote, if we don't get either a very good player or something that we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not going to do it, it being trade James Harden. He's wishing for a different situation contractually. If we could do something that is win-win, helps the Sixers, then we'll look at it. If we can't, then we won't. The reaction has been, eh, look, it's been kind of quiet. James Harden, by the way, it's down to minus 130 for the Los Angeles Clippers to have him as the you know, first regular season minute played. Kelly, this is something you and I have discussed multiple times. You could have gotten about 250 on the 76ers for him to play his first regular season minute there next season. I, I, I don't know why anything would change. Law Murray, who does a great job covering the Clippers for the Athletic, had a piece yesterday as well, kind of hitting on this, essentially said that if you're waiting for this trade to happen, go take a walk outside because it's going to take, a, <laughs> it's gonna take a, a long time uh, to get this thing done. I, I, to be honest with you, given the information, why in the world are the 76ers still plus 140? They should be odds on favor. Right? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, we, we've been I, I, we've been saying it for weeks now. If, if there was a bet to make in this market, it was, it was Sixers at a plus price. It's still at a plus price. I think it's still I think it's still the bet uh, that I would make. I mean, look, I think that was a. I'm so I was actually surprised, JVT. This didn't move more than it did after what Morty said yesterday. Right. Only because I do believe that they even internally there's a lot of things to work out, and there's there's another part of it that I mean I didn't listen to the full interview he did on the radio station, but I, I don't know if he talked about this, but to me, the whatever happens with Hard, it isn't happening happening until something happens with Dame too. I, I just think they're the teams that are going to be interested are first going to be interested in Dame, and then. 
then Harden second two on their list. So I think even if you're questioning just what's going on with Philadelphia internally, which we got insight into yesterday, there's still the whole Dame factor to, uh, uh, to factor in as well. And I think this is something that I've hit on with you that I've touched on as many times as I possibly can when asked about it. This we're, we're focusing on where Harden will go next. We're focusing on Damian Lillard. This is quietly a massive, massive offseason for the Philadelphia 76ers because if everything is done and James Harden is elsewhere or, you know, you know, not happy in, uh, you know, and out of shape with the Philadelphia 76ers to start the season and Dame is in Miami, Embiid's going to look around and go, it's time to start getting the wheels in motion. Yep. And we, we saw the quote the other day, want to win a championship no matter what, be it Philly or somewhere else. It's going to start, man, and it's going to start sooner than you think in terms of the discontent of one Joel Embiid. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. Let's hit the Open Championship when we uh, return. John Hazelbauer is going to be with us. PGA betting and DFS content for the Lions. Talk a little bit about what we're going to see this weekend over there across the pond. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app at MGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip of the state ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM city-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms. Got to be 21 and in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on the numbers game, Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander. Let's welcome in our guest. First one of the day, John Hausbauer, PGA betting and DFS content for the Lions. John, it's good to talk to you. Good to talk to another John. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's always a good place to be. Uh, all right, let's start with, uh, I actually was going over your Twitter account. Uh, I saw an interesting retweet. Can you walk through what Michael Kim was tweeting about earlier? Like, what was it, like two days ago or so, and how that might affect what you're looking at for this course? Because it was pretty informational from a guy who was out there at Royal Liverpool, no? Yes, 100%. And likewise, nice to be chatting with another John. You know you're in good hands when John <laughs> is talking to you about golf. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, Michael Kim may be putting me out of a job. I spend hours a week researching and painstakingly diving into stats about how a course is going to play. And then one or two tweets, Michael Kim has uh, basically just summarized way better than I ever could uh, what's going to happen on this course. So, so Michael Kim, you are a treasure. Thank you for everything that you do um, to help us golf betters get a better understanding of the course. 
Um, essentially, what he has said, and uh, I think a couple of question marks that we had around this course. Number one, is it going to be as firm as we've seen the last two years uh, Royal, Royal Liverpool hosted? That would be in 20, 2006 and 2014. Uh, in both of those years, it was firmer. In 20, 2006, it was extremely firm and browned out, and Tiger Woods famously um, used a driver once, and for 99% of the tournament, he just hit driving irons and used the ground to run it out. Um, with the amount of rain that Michael Kim confirmed they're getting uh, this week, and it's not flooding, but it's kind of this persistent, wet, almost mist dusting. Um, it's a green course. It's not brown. It's soft. And that's going to result in more drivers. So I think the takeaway there from a betting perspective is you can't really bail out with less than driver here. You, It's pretty long of a course at 7,400 yards. So you're going to need to hit driver accurately because as we know with, with links courses, if you're not in the fairway, you risk running into a pot bunker, which is a, a basically a one stroke penalty to punch out. There's internal out of bounds, which is a popular uh, discussion point this week, or if you miss the fairway by a couple yards in the wrong places, you could roll into beyond a white stake and have to take a stroke penalty there. And there's also fescue and course and all that good stuff that you come to associate with links golf. So uh, I think my first and foremost takeaway from Michael Kim's tweets is just that you have to hit driver and hit it accurately. Um, and then other than that, uh, uh, just uh, affirmation that this is a course that is going to be windswept right on the coast. Uh, there's really nothing blocking the wind. There's no trees or buildings surrounding this course. It's just extremely flat right on the coastline. So even if we have light wind, you're going to feel it. And it seems like once we get to the weekend, the wind will pick up a little bit more. And that's going to give us the carnage that I think us golf fans like to see. So if Kim's talking about driver, you need to use it, need to use it accurately. So two-part question for you. Did that change anything in terms of your thoughts? Were you thinking that already as we were heading into this? And if that is the case, who does that rule out in terms of some of the big name, more popular golfers that some might uh, want to play in outrights or matchups? Yeah, I would say it definitely validated where I was kind of leaning towards. And I think the prevailing narrative this week is that your defending champion, Cam Smith, is probably not the type of player that you want to play in that sort of scenario. Uh, he won at St. Andrews last year for the open championship, which is famously the most generous widest fairways you'll ever see in golf at the home of golf in St. Andrews. Um, this week, it's quite the opposite. It's very pinched fairways. If you're not in the fairway, you're rolling out into fescue. So uh, you want driver to be the strength of your game. And I think that's, you know, when I put a betting card together, when I looked at the board and looked at the players, I think can attack this course. Um, driving accuracy with the driver and not being able to bail out to less than driver uh, was a key stat for me. All right. So before we get to some other specific names here, obviously wind and weather are going to play a big part of this. What is the weather report as of now? What are we expecting? I say as of now, because uh, I feel like outside of being like, I don't know, a sports prognosticator, being a weather reporter, you can be pretty inaccurate and have a pretty good job. So what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can change. It can change on a dime for sure. Um, so I always take it with a grain of salt, but I, I think you're going to see fairly as far as like links conditions can be, it's fairly calm. It's about 10 to 12 and 10 to 15 miles an hour on Thursday, similar on Friday. Uh, the Saturday forecast has been kind of up and down, but that's where we're going to start to see a little bit more rain in the forecast, which could add a little bit of randomness to this tournament. There's spikes up to, uh, I'm seeing gusts up to like high twenties miles per hour. So anytime you get beyond 10 miles an hour in general rule of thumb, that's when you start to really notice the wind. But again, on a, on a course that's as exposed 
as this. I think even a breeze, a, a light five mile an hour wind with nothing intruding it is actually going to affect these players. And it, it might even pl- like mess with them uh, even more than a high wind is if, if it's subtle and you don't think it's going to affect the ball and it still does. So uh, I would say regardless of what the forecast says, expect wind to, ex- to affect this tournament. But you should expect to see rain for sure on Saturday and potentially trickling into Sunday as well. All right, so let's talk about some guys then. Uh, overall, is there a handful of outrights you think are, are worth playing still at this point right now? Who would you be looking at as of Tuesday or excuse me, Wednesday morning? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, uh, I think it's always good to get all the information in front of you in an open championship week uh, before placing your bet. So understand I, I would take it right down to the wire, honestly, because this forecast could change six hours from now. Um, so get the most information you can at your exposed, at, yeah, at, at your disposal, um, and and make your decisions based on that. Because if it's a soft course, you're going to want the the longer drivers. If it's a firm course, you're going to want guys who who may play better uh, on shorter positional courses who can make up for that lack of distance by rolling the ball up there. Um, and if, if it's a windy course, then that of course means more. Uh, wayward shots, more missed greens and regulation and more of an emphasis on scrambling. So definitely advise anybody before you place your bets, have a full understanding of how you think this course is going to play um, and and kind of try to find an edge that way. For me, um, I started with two heavy hitters. Uh, I've I've bet two uh, major winners already this season. So I've kind of went all in on John Rahm and Brooks Kepka at the top as two players that I think have the uh, the fortitude to step up into a gauntlet like this course that can get very tricky if the wind picks up uh, and have proven that they have what it takes to close out a major championship. I have a question. So we asked this yesterday. We were talking about this. I'll ask you. I feel like I want to ask every golf analyst that we have on throughout the week. So we have the odds up in front of us. Uh, Scotty Scheffler right now over at DraftKings, 7-1 to win this thing. Roy McIlroy is 8-1. to And yet the odds in terms of top 10 finish are drastically different. You have minus 140 on Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy at minus 105. You know, Kelly, as you put yesterday so eloquently, what was it? Like, as long as it keeps cashing, like, it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> yeah, like, you're concerned about the odds moving, right, but I it mean, keeps cashing. <laughs> right, like, John, like, that's my question. Is like, there's like a 1% difference in terms of implied probability between Scheffler and McIlroy if you look at 7-1 to to 8-1. But in terms of top 10, it's a pretty big difference. Minus 140 to minus 105. Yeah, I mean, it's a, an interesting example because what Scotty Scheffler is doing from a consistency standpoint is something that we haven't seen since prime Tiger Woods, where he just is incapable of finishing outside the top 10. He has not finished uh, worse than 12th since October of 2022. And that's a stretch of, I think, 15 straight tournaments. Uh, where he's just always in in contention and he's doing that despite being a pretty inconsistent putter too. And that's one of the things you look for, especially in a top 10 bet where if you're, if you're very good tee to green and the putts just aren't falling, that's how you typically fall into this category of isn't winning tournaments, but still putting himself in position. Um, so yeah, Roy McElroy is going to be a little bit more of a risky play because his results in major specifically have been a little bit disappointing um, Scotty Scheffler model of consistency. He's the best tee to green player in the world. And it just seems every single week we bet on golf. It's a, if you're not betting on Scotty Scheffler, you just hope that that putter continues to not get hot. All right. Last 90 seconds, any matchups that are worth looking at matchups? I would take, um, I, I think this is also a popular narrative. I don't know if the, the, the odds reflect this, but I would say picking against cam Smith 
I think there's some books that are going to going to overinflate Cam Smith's value. I think he's the fourth favorite on several books uh, because he's the defending open champion and, and he's coming in with some decent form from the live tour, but this is not a good fit for somebody who's braced the driver around. There's so much out of bounds in here where you can't really escape from a wayward tee shot. So uh, I think I saw Brooks Kepka over, um, over Cam Smith as the two favorites uh, from the live tour. That would be my favorite matchup bet of the week because I'm so high on Brooks and very low on Cam Smith this week. PJ Tout on Twitter. John, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. You got it. Anytime, John. John Hazelbauer. The Johns have it. You can check him out at the lines. If you had if you had an opportunity, I'll put it this way. If you had an opportunity to bet the no on Scotty Scheffler's top 10 at the current odds, you would do it, right? Uh, it's getting close. I mean, well, like the, like in terms of like plus one ten ish on that to happen on a no top ten. I think you're at the time where look, I'm not going <laughs> to do it. I can make an excuse for why you would though. Right, a Lynx golf course which he doesn't have as much experience on, and just the number where it's moved to. Yes, yeah, that's, I'm not trying to be a party case. pooper. Yep. I'm just like see that number. I'm like that's it that is, is pretty wild. All right, we'll take our break. When we come back, let's talk to Will Hill, VC contributor about everything going on in Major League Baseball. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Check out the 2023 football season package. We have previews and predictions for every D1 team. That's right, the college football guide is on its way. Best bets on future and season win totals, futures and season win totals. I had a handicap using power ratings and more. It's all part of a summer kickoff special, if you so choose. 175 gets you everything we do through the Super Bowl, but this is your last chance. Last chance. I thought you had your meeting yesterday. What do you mean? Didn't you say you're going to have a meeting with the bosses about you declared it the last chance? Yeah, I mean, this is the last chance. I'm telling you, at the end of July, oh, we're cutting okay, it off. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I have negotiated. Bill wanted this to go the entire I was like, no, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. These are the decisions that I'm paid to make. Not Bill, not Len, not anybody. That's all right. right? Yeah. This is my decision. Right. Last chance. Check it out now. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right. With that, uh, let's welcome in Will Hill from places far away. Nice, and they, uh, nice enough to give us some time. And, um, uh, You'll notice, Will, I've got a smirk on my face because I feel like symbolically what has happened over the last couple of nights is the same thing that's going to happen when the trade deadline approaches. The Yankees get it swatted down by the Angels, baby. It's not going to happen. Yankees aren't going to touch them. They don't deserve it. Mike Francesa and Mad Dog will never forget it. The clip when he decided to go for the Angels, oh, we don't need him. He's going to stink. Ha! In your face. He's not going. And the Yankees have lost the series to the Angels. What say you? Wow, what did you? What was in your coffee this morning? My goodness. Um, I mean, look, look, the Yankees are so dead. I don't think the Yankees are going to trade because they're only four back in the loss of a playoff spot, and that's just. Uh, I feel like the optics. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think they're going to sell off. Is what I should say, and I don't think the optics are uh, are, are good in terms of they're always looking to sell tickets. That's really their main priority. And plus, they don't have anything anybody wants. I mean, look, look at that roster up and down the team. But what would you want? What would you even trade off that anybody would want? So. Uh, I agree with you. Maybe this run here, these couple of wins, and that loss on Sunday night to the Astros looks even worse now because you'd yes. be in the mix here if you're the Angels. But maybe this is enough to keep Otani on the team. It's definitely the story in baseball right now in terms of uh, w- what the Angels do or don't do here with Otani. Well, and actually, I will say 
because you're right. I actually, right while we were in commercial break, I even just said to Kelly that with these two wins against the Yankees, I get more pissed about the loss on Sunday night because this could be three straight wins. You could be talking about what a four game deficit, three and a half game deficit as opposed to four right. and a half. Uh, but here's the deal. Will then this is why it's important to win this series against New York and your overall point is we get closer to the first week of August. Their next two series are Pittsburgh and Detroit, the angels. So if you're going to win this series, maybe even sweep them, you've got a really good opportunity here over the next six, seven games to really show Otani, like, let's clean up house. Let's take care of these lesser teams that they're, they're going to come in here. And if we come out of this and we win the next two series, so three consecutive series wins, maybe a sweep or two in there, all of a sudden you're talking about being just a couple of games out of the wild card and convincing yourself, maybe not even will to not trade, dare I say, even buy a little bit at the deadline. Yep, that would make sense to me. And I mean, look, you gave away the game on Sunday, but Saturday you stole one too. I mean, yep. those were two; those were two of the wildest games you'll ever see played in a 24-hour span. But yeah, it's a good point. I, I wonder what the cutoff number is between, hey, this is where we sell, this is where we buy, this is sort of where we do nothing. My guess is four in the loss column. Like if you're three, maybe you buy. If you're four, maybe you think about buying anything five or above. You think about selling or at least. Holding, holding pad. I wonder if they have a, a number in their mind of like, hey, this is the cutoff point where we think we're in it versus where we think we're not in it. Yep. And and I will say too, the last point on this because it is a pretty interesting story because obviously it has to do with Shohei Otani. Uh, the the issue with the Angels, their lineup is actually pretty productive. Like even with Mickey Moniak out there doing what he is, like Rich Eisen, I called him, I think called him Mitch Mickey Mosniak the other day on his show. Uh, but no, Mickey Money, all these guys are performing really well. It's just the pitching that hasn't been there. So maybe you can convince yourself that you're going to be a buyer. All right, with that, let's move on to some bigger picture things. Let, let's focus on that Yankees team really quickly. What do you expect from New York as we move forward here? Again, now two and a half games out of the wild card. The Red Sox are ahead of them. The Angels with this series win have crept up on them. What's the latest on Aaron Judge? He's out there in the dugout just sitting around with the team. What do we expect from New York as we're approaching the trade deadline? What could they do? Do you think they can make it into the postseason just two and a half games out? I mean, I think they could, but I mean, they're, uh, again, I always look at the loss column because you can't make up another team's losses and yep. they're four in the loss column behind Toronto. I mean, they're, they're still a game out of fourth place in their own division. So I don't think they're going to get in. If you get judged back, it's amazing that one player can make such a difference. And I, I've said, and I've thought that as great as people think he is, he's actually even better because he hits for average. He plays the field. Well, he runs the, I mean, he does so many things well, in addition to the 500 foot homers, but I don't think they're getting in. I'm sure they'll make a move on the fringes, whether it's a Randall Grychuk of the world or, you know, Bellinger, they'll get something. I would think as long as they're uh, in this range, similar to the angels, Hey, you're within four, you're within five. You can talk yourself into, Hey, we can win seven out of eight here. And we're in, in the playoffs or at least in the mix. So they'll probably add, but nothing crazy. I don't, I don't see a big splash coming. I don't know. You know, Juan Soto, that's not going to happen. I, I just, I don't think anything other than a move on the margins here. They do get Kansas City, I believe, this weekend, and nobody's ever needed to play Kansas City right. more than the Yankees need to play them right now. Did you take advantage of the high-scoring games yesterday? Uh, the, the record that we saw, 9-6 and six to the over, did you fire away? No, I mean, I gave out yesterday Braves team total over on Davies, so I had that. That was a, a <laughs> pretty like sweat-free winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's about it, though. That was, a, that was a wild game, and you just felt like with those games, there's always another twist and another turn to it, and yep. you just felt like that wasn't settled, and uh, that was a tough loss for Atlanta. Three in a row now for Atlanta. They've lost. Not that it matters because they're running away with the the, uh, the NL East, but uh, that was a big win for Arizona. Some of these teams, uh, I was on the air with Jeff Parles last night. We were doing uh, VEASAN tonight, and it's like, 
Miami, Cincy, and you put Arizona all in that same boat. We're all, they're all in free fall mode. They all sort of needed the win. Arizona was able to get a win, and that was a good win, a game they trailed by multiple runs a few different times. Uh, Miami with a terrible loss. They can't buy a win now. Same thing with Cincy. Cincy feels like you're going to look up in a few days or a week or so, and they're going to be five, six games out of first place. Cincy needs a couple wins here. Do you think the market – so I, I get people generally – the casual better will balk at looking at some prices at like minus 450 or so and be like, no, 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 I, I can't play that. That's way too high. But I was going to bring this up to Kelly in the second hour. When you're looking at teams like new, the New York Mets or like the San Diego Padres, who are seven and a half, eight games out respectively from the wild card and, and where they're sitting, is the market actually kind of shorten them here because they believe in them to a certain extent? Like when you see other teams in their similar positions laying much bigger prices on the no for the playoffs, seems the market just refuses to kind of believe that these teams are big and digging themselves in massive holes to dig out of. Yes. So you're suggesting what bet the yes on the Padres bet the bet the yes on the Mets to miss the playoffs. Yeah. So like miss the playoffs minus yeah. 525. Like generally you'll look at that and go like, well, that's a lot. But if you look at other teams that are in position, like for example, we just talked about the angels will they're four and a half games out. They're minus 600 to miss the playoffs. Right. Right. You yeah, know, I mean the Mets and the Padres, there's so many similarities there between the payroll, the expectations. There is a baseline of talent there where you expect the, 12 out of 14 run. You expect the seven, yep. eight in a row and the Mets. We saw it before the break. They'd won six in a row. They went into San Diego that Saturday night before the all-star break and snow shut them down. And then that sent them back into a tailspin. But uh, here they are. They've won a couple in a row. Now they're a favored big, big, uh, you know, big, big number today with Verlander against the white Sox. So maybe this is the run where the Mets can put together seven out of eight, six in a row. And, and, with Arizona and Miami, as we mentioned, free falling, uh, maybe you can look up at the trade deadline and you're only three or four out. So, yep. I still wouldn't count the Padres out. I still wouldn't count the Mets out. I don't trust the Padres. I definitely, I definitely don't trust the Padres. I don't trust the Mets, but the bottom of that wild card picture is tenuous enough where I wouldn't be shocked. If you look up and the, you know, these teams eventually put together a run where they're like three or four out, but I, I wouldn't bet on it either. All right. It's a big card today. I think every team's in action. Did you have anything on the card? I took the Dodgers with Urias. I just think that's a really good pitching matchup. Dean Kramer, his uh, his numbers are not pretty. His surface his surface stats are a little better than his underlying metrics. His underlying metrics are really bad. And the Dodgers, I mean, give them credit. They uh, you know, they, they don't send out a great pitcher every day, but they find ways to win. They, they've been scoring a bunch of runs, so I would expect them to score a bunch of runs today. And Urias uh, pitched a good game his last time out, so I like the Dodgers. I think that's a cheap price. You can get like minus one forty, minus one forty five in that range. Uh, that's a noon Eastern start. So that's a quick start. We finally get some day baseball and I played a, a derivative Christopher Sanchez over one and a half walks, the Phillies pitcher Brewers fifth, most uh, patient team in the league over three and a half walks per nine innings. Sanchez in his career is a little over three walks per nine innings. His control has been a little better recently, but at plus plus one thirty, that's a, uh, that's a nice little derivative. I took a look at there's so much to unpack with these baseball lines. I don't know if you dive into it as much. I know you're more of an NBA guy between uh, but between player hits, pitcher strikeouts, pitcher walks, just the games themselves, sides, totals. I mean, you could be sitting Dude. here for 12 hours handicapping this baseball and feel like you still didn't cover everything. It's uh, it's a little exhausting sometimes. Yeah, 100%. I was just telling Kelly that when we opened the show. And the other thing, too, is like some of these home run markets because they're becoming so popular. You know, the other night when Otani, um, because, of course, Aaron Boone was scared of Mickey Moniak, um, you know, hit that two-run shot to tie the game. He was, I think, plus two, somebody's 235 to hit a home run that day. Something right. ridiculous. Crazy. Like, that's insane. 
Yeah, they short pay. They know the guys you want to play. Like yep. Kyle Schwarber, I think, was plus 220 yesterday. I was joking with it with somebody. But then, you know what? First pitch of the game, it's a home run. But, again, if you're betting plus 220 on a homer prop, it's just you're, you're not getting the, the, true pay, the, uh, the true pay out there. Not at all. All right, Will, thanks a lot. What do you got going on? You on the air later today or anything? Uh, yes, twitch.tv slash Network, 1 o'clock Eastern. So check that out. We'll be breaking down the MLB card and do, uh, do a few other things. So check nope. that out. Nobody Appreciate does it. it better. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Not, not uh, the Will yeah. Hill. Up on Twitter. Going to do some, uh, I think he's going to go do some forearm curls when he's done. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen those things? No, I, I, I have. Pipes lo- with a capital love, P, bro. Love Will. Have never met him in person, but you're like the fourth person ever. I got to tell you, when I first met Will in person, there was like these kids running around. I was like, why are these annoying kids running around the studio? And I turn around the corner, they're Wills. So they weren't <laughs> annoying at all. They were great. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we got plenty left. By the way, speaking of not getting the value on something, we're going to bring something back from that golf talk because I brought up something to Kelly when it came to these Scotty Scheffler top tens. And I just, I got to get it out there. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you're going to get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. BetMGM for terms. New and existing customer offer promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as nominative bonus bets. They expire seven days from issuance. U.S. promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, New York, or Ontario. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER is the number in most states. In partnership with Kansas Cross casino and hotel this offer is not valid to puerto rico residents back here on a numbers game jonathan von tobel today filling in for gil alexander uh coming up momentarily we are going to get to our conference usa preview i uh, don't think we have to burn the whole segment on it. it's an interesting conference like i said you know to two new teams a mass exodus of other programs that were quality football programs we'll get to that coming up in like two or three minutes but i wanted to bring this back because i did bring up a point to you in the break which is like my mild obsession this weekend, of course, of this whole deal with Scotty Scheffler and the top 10 machine and the fact that, at, you know, we're, we're hanging up the DraftKings odds. As you mentioned, Kelly, there's a couple of other spots that are more like minus 110 on Scotty Scheffler mm-hmm. to finish in the top 10. So always shop around, and especially when you're buying at the top of the market on something like this. But my, my comment to you was, I felt like this is something we should cover only because if you're in a boat where, you know, like you guys are the long shot crew, I don't know how often all three of you guys have been on this, uh, or if you're just an avid golf better like John, who we were just talking to a couple of minutes ago, by the way, if you missed out on any part of that, vcin.com slash podcast, that'll be up a little bit later today. But uh, John Hazelbauer was with us. If you've milked this for all it's worth, 
I could totally understand going <laughs> ride or die, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We're on it till it till it comes off the tracks. But there's a lot of people like me who are checking in at majors. You know what I mean? Doing all the where it's like, okay, I'm hearing about top tens for Scotty Scheffler, and there's going to be some who are going to willingly buy in at the top of the market because of it, who are not going to have the, have the same equity built up after cashing in on this over and over again. That's why I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by this and keep bringing it up for anybody who's kind of new to the party here for the most part, you know? Yeah, no, it's uh, look, it's something that has been cashing nonstop uh, this season. So it's, it's, I think it's like any trend in sports betting, right? People see a trend, they latch onto it. If it's been cashing, they keep betting it over and over again. And this is really what you're seeing, you know, number wise. And I don't know where we're at everywhere else, but I think, I know DraftKings is on the, the lower side of, of this top 10 really gotten beaten down over there. Um, I think like any trend, people keep betting it if it keeps cashing, and this is where this is where we're at. I think the, I think the one that's maybe more interesting for this week is how many how many guys that I respect and I and look, I'm taking the same same angle with this is the is the fade Camp Smith one, yeah. a, and that's the one I think within the week of the major of a major, I'm interested to see how much that really turns because we're seeing him drift and. I, I don't know if there's going to be a point where there's some buyback on him. I would think there would be, but, man, I I haven't talked to a single person uh, that I respect that I know is betting anything Camp Smith this week. So he's going to win by, like, 10 strokes. Right, yeah, yeah that, exactly, <laughs> obviously, yes. Yeah, of course. Well, like, I mean, obviously, I hope that doesn't happen for you guys, but, like, that was, like, it was. It does remind me of the two years with Colin Morikawa, where it was just, like, Morikawa was terrible. The Scottish Open, second time playing Lynx golf. Don't think about it. It's not going to really work out for him, and then he goes out there and, that was, of course, that was when I was on the, uh, hey, man, the market's getting a little la- lengthy on Jordan Spieth. Don't forget about this guy. And he had a really great open. But, of course, uh, that was sidetracked by one Colin Morikawa. So, uh, more on the open, we'll have our uh, open draft. Do you have anything else to add overall? No, no we'll hit it here in, uh, in a half hour. I'll go over all my plays and everything okay. like that. But, yeah, no, I think those are those are two interesting betting storylines, I think, of the week to look out for. Is the is the Scheffler top ten and the, the anti-Cam Smith betting. Long shots. What's the schedule? You guys had a live it's one up. yesterday? Yeah, it's up. We were live yesterday, uh, DraftKings Network and VEASAN. Uh, it is up on the VEASAN YouTube page if you want to watch it back in full or the normal Long Shots uh, podcast feed. So, yeah, you can catch it there. All right. With that, let us transition over to college football. As again, you know, our, our strategy here this week is going to be group of fives. You know, we, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. SECs and whatnot. So let's talk about some CUSA. You down with this? Or oh, what? I'm down with this. And by the way, you know, we were we were kind of battling around yesterday. I was like, FAU, are they still in the conference? I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I Googled it. They literally made the transition like this month. Yes. Well, to the yeah, <laughs> July 1st was the day where everybody uh, officially transferred into their new conferences. And that is the storyline for Conference USA this year. If you actually look at the odds for Conference USA, only seven teams are listed to win CUSA because the two newcomers that are in the in this conference, that would be Sammy State, Jacksonville State, not eligible for the title game until next year so thus when you look at hey like why aren't two teams listed in this thing why does this look so short it's because of the two newcomers so it does create I think an interesting scenario with teams at the top like Western Kentucky like Liberty where you look around and you're like hey man like uh, overall like these two teams are set up for some success and they are good programs and the other two teams while they are good programs aren't really if they even make noise uh, there's going to get two teams are going to get grandfathered in over them because those two teams aren't eligible so with that your odds at least to win the conference right now western kentucky at plus 130 the favorite to win cusa uh liberty at plus 240 then you get down a little bit of a gap middle tennessee plus 450 you see the gap expand a lot tech at eight to one then you get into the double digits utep's 12 to one new mexico state is 25 to one fiu is 60 to one and that's it 
This is the conference, at least in terms of eligibility, to win this thing as of now. Uh, DraftKings not with a Middle Tennessee win total. But I, I no I, idea why, but yeah, yeah, it was weird. Like there's a couple, like I couldn't find Boise. I couldn't find uh, UNLV, a couple others. When we were doing Mountain West yesterday. So shop around the win totals yeah. are out there. There are shops that have hung up win totals for every single D one team. So you can find a win total if you look for it. So with that, as we did with Boise state, I think the question is just, you start at the top of conference USA and you go, okay, Western Kentucky, rightful favorite. Yes or no. And if you're going to poke some holes into this, where else are you going to go? And I think the answer, just like with Boise state, generally, you're not going to see, I think a conference that has a mispriced favorite or a team that shouldn't be favored. I think that's the case here. Western Kentucky has everything I think going for them for the most part. Uh, and by the way, I want to know in the conference overall too, I mentioned some of the good programs, Charlotte, UTSA, North Texas, UAB, FAU and rice all gone. Those are a couple of those are quality football mm-hmm. programs. So this does leave, I think a little bit of a gap between the top of this and the bottom, but with Western Kentucky, 11 starters back from last season, seven are back on offense, though. That includes Austin Reed, a quarterback. This thing is going to be, I think, pretty good on offense. Now, much like Taylor Green, as we talked about with Boise State last year, there is a f- number that really sticks out about Reed's quarterback play last year. That would be his penchant for turnover-worthy plays, uh, a 3.6% turnover-worthy play rate. He had 24 total turnover-worthy plays last year. Now, he balanced that out with a lot of big-time throws, had a positive ratio there. Uh, but if those turnover-worthy plays turn into turnover uh, turnovers, then, of course, you're going to be in a little bit of a difficult spot. But overall, you've got a really good quarterback coming back if you are Western Kentucky. You've got an offense that is set up pretty nicely overall when you're looking at the pieces around him. You have an offensive line that's largely going to be intact. Uh, you have your leading receiver, uh, Malachi Corley, first-team Kyle Conference, back three along the offensive line. So this is going to be pretty good. Defense only brings back four, but for the most part in football, especially in college football, your defense, especially at these levels, isn't going to dictate a ton. Uh, and we've kind of seen how football overall has kind of shifted. You're at the mercy of opposing offenses. If you can play well in the red zone, it's going to be it. So it's not as impactful. And the schedule's not that daunting either. Road games for Western Kentucky against the lesser conference opponents. That's La Tech, UTEP, FIU, plus newcomer Jacksonville State. That one could be tricky. Jacksonville State actually is a pretty good team coming from where they're at. I think that might be a little bit more competitive in this conference overall than most might think for a newcomer. And Western Kentucky gets to host their toughest opponents. That would be Liberty in middle Tennessee. So they should be the favorite. And I get that they're a plus plus one thirty. I didn't have a ton of holes to poke in there where I found myself gravitating there, uh, toward though, Kelly is a bunch of these other teams, not named Liberty. Cause Liberty is a look, they have the history. They're a tried and true program, but you're talking about a team that only brings back in total eight starters from last year, a new coaching staff questions at key positions. I think like quarterback and offensive line, I, like when you're talking about plus 240, a win total of nine, I think there's some real questions to be asked of, okay, like should they really be this heavily favored or at least the second choice to this degree? And I would say no. And I think when you're looking at different options for this, you know, like I know Phil Steele, for example, he ranked Middle Tennessee and I believe UTEP ahead of Liberty in terms of at least grounding out his pecking order in this conference. And I think that kind of speaks to when you're looking around, like UTEP, for example, when you talk about their potential, UTEP brings back, I'm going to get my notes right here, double-digit starters. I think they've got, yeah, they've got 15 starters coming back from last year, eight on offense, seven on defense. They've got uh, good quarterback play. They've got their leading rusher back, an offensive line that can be very productive. I think the schedule presents some challenges if you're UTEP when you're looking at it, uh, when you have, especially from a win total standpoint, you know, tough road spots. You open up at Jacksonville State. you got to go to Arizona as part of your non-conference. In conference, you have to go to Middle Tennessee, and you have to play, among others, Western Kentucky and Liberty. But you get both of them at home. I'd be very interested, especially when you're talking about the odds there for UTEP. It's a challenging schedule. At five and a half, you understand it. 
But overall, I just found myself gravitating toward the bottom, especially when you evaluated Liberty and where they were from a program standpoint. I feel like a lot of plus 240 in the nine is hung on what this team was in the last few seasons under the old regime as opposed to what it can be under this new regime. You know what I mean? Not that it's going to be bad, but. Yeah, I think it's a really good point, though, with how many teams. You're talking about the teams that have exited this conference. You're talking about the last six champions of this yeah. of this conference are gone. I mean, and that's only three teams have won the last six championship games. But even most of the teams that have played in those championship games aren't here. So I, I, I don't know. The West, I, my my eyes immediately go to Western Kentucky, Middletown, to see in the in this mm. uh, in this conference simply because they've been there for a while and they've shown they have quality football programs for years. Yeah, and in roster turnover is something hard to project. You know, li- when you talk about Liberty and only bringing back those minimal, uh, minimal amount of guys, uh, that could be something that actually works out pretty well, but we'll, we'll see if that's ultimately going to play out. But Conference USA uh, looking a little deeper down the board. Second hour on the way on a numbers game. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.